The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen here. Uh, it is a Barbara Walters episode. It is just me, but uh, usually, as is with the Barbara Walters episode, uh, I have a guest. I have a return guest. I have a crossover guest. We know how mo- much we love our crossover episodes with other shows. Um, back with us today from the Wrestling at Cheers podcast, we have one, the only, Heavy Set is with us. Welcome back, my friend. You know, we did the episode roughly a year ago, like to the week. Was it really? <laughs> it just showed up on my Facebook memories. Nice. Like, ever, like posting something about it just a couple of days ago. And I was like, oh, that's fitting. That's weird timing. We'll take that. So, well, uh, interestingly enough, we're, we're here for a couple different reasons for this week. Um, this is probably what we're going to, we'll officially kind of be dubbed, the, I guess, the Juggalo show. Um, because the gathering of the Juggalos, uh, of which, uh, Mr. Mr. Set and I are both uh, big fans of an insane clown posse, or at least we both were, and I guess still kind of are. We'll have to talk about that in a second. Uh, are doing their big yearly uh, gathering of the Juggalos, which is a big, you know, Juggalo music concert camping, um, uh, seven deadly sins type convention. Uh, which is done out in the middle of usually flipping nowhere, uh, and I don't think this year's any different for that. Um, and uh, they've got a lot of very interesting artists. They usually have a lot of interesting wrestling going on. So we're going to kind of break down if we could be there, because neither of us can be, um, who we'd like to see, who is giving us a good chuckle, uh, and uh, probably tell some stories about the times that uh, both of us have been to Gathering of the Juggalos, because I think both of us have uh, made a trip at, uh, to at least one. Shelly and I, my wife and I, have actually been to three, uh, and you've been to one so far. So I'm sure we've got something ridiculous we could talk about when it comes to that. Um so, uh, any thoughts on the gathering of the Juggalos since you've been to one? What was your What was your overall feeling on it? What do you, uh, and uh, what do you think if you've looked over this year's talent list at all about uh, what they have for the twentieth uh, ju- gathering of the Juggalos? The twentieth uh, annual gathering of the Juggalos, the lineup. Like I don't recall a lot of it off my head. The one that they always get at least one artist, and it's like, whoa, like really? That's who you're going to have on there? It's like, okay, cool. And uh, for me, that's uh, KRS one, and right. I don't know how a lot of Juggalos are going to take to him. I've, you know, uh, I've been a fan of KRS one for a number of years, and I don't like. And I, I found him like, I, like there was like many years that I kind of like stepped out of, you know, the the whole Juggalo lifestyle. And actually, it does stem from my one time that I went to the gathering of the Juggalos. I am from Northeast Ohio, for those who don't know, and the first one that they had in uh, Northeast Ohio, which was like the gathering of the Juggalos 2003, I believe, which is what I think was the first one when they started the camping aspect. Like, that was the original. We had it in Garrettsville, Ohio, and um, they were there for a couple of years, but there was that first one like, I have, like, my own, like, personal stories. Like, it was kind of a bad weekend for me. And literally, like, after, like, the last day, uh, I kind of, like, had enough. And then slowly but surely through between that time and the end of the year, I slowly got out of it. Because uh, one of the 
biggest things that happened to me that weekend, which is just a crime, just absolute crime. As one of the days, I, I parked in this like big uh, parking lot, which was pretty much like a, just an open field and like where everybody was parking. And I went back to my car at the end of the day. It got broken into because I think I accidentally left a door unlocked. This was a like a late '80s Oldsmobile, so there wasn't power locks on it. And someone stole my CD collection from my car. And it was not just like, oh, I had a couple CDs like sitting in the glove box. No, I had a binder full. Of, I mean, granted, I was like ICP stuff and like a lot of other music I listened to. And someone yanked the whole thing. Oh, jeez. And that just made that just made me go, oh, we're supposed to be family. We're supposed to be all this. Like, man, fuck that. I I I, I can't live with this because like that that music collection was like my like one of my prides, and they they stole it from me. Then like that, like like it was one of the biggest things that just hurt from that weekend but I'll, I'll say like one highlight of mine is um I, I got a handful of autographs and most of them were in like the program which i still have side note has a very young picture comparing to now madman pondo in it right it's so weird it's so weird to look at now because i'm like no oh, you're not even look the same man but uh i did get a autograph from twisted uh, a friend of mine was waiting in their line. He got close to getting to the part where, like, this is, like, the last little stretch before you got the autograph. And, like, he called me, said, hey, like, come meet me here. Like, I'm, like, in line. Like, let's like let's get this uh, autograph. And it was, like, the day after my uh, collection got stolen. And I did a report in summer school about Twisted. I forget what the criteria was, but I was like, I want to do, like, one on them. And, uh, like, I showed it to... Uh, Monoxide and Madrox, like Monoxide was just like, oh shit, what's this? Like, he was like really excited, like Madrox was kind of out of it, but Monoxide was like really like curious, and I was like, oh, it's reported that I didn't need it. He's like, what'd you get? I don't remember what my grade was, but I told him, and he was just like, no shit, man. Like he was like really enthused, and like that was kind of a cool moment. And also, side note, if I ever get a chance to meet them again, I'm gonna ask. Jamie, if he remembers the dude who randomly walked up to him and gave him a batarang. Yes, I gave Jamie Madrox a fucking batarang because I thought he would enjoy it. I'm like, I wonder how many people have done that. Uh, but I gave him an actual batarang? Probably not that many, but I'm sure he gets random Batman shit constantly. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. But yeah, I don't know if it, how many people just have a batarang hanging around. Um, I'll, I'll be as... It was one of those that was basically the, the 80s bat symbol with the right. edges like sharpened. Oh, gotcha. Batwing, so... I was able to, obviously there was no like they didn't check weapons so or pockets or anything so we like walked in walked in with it and I like just happened to be like behind the main stage like chilling with people I walked up and I'm like here and he was like he's like oh weaponry ace I'm like, I, no like looking back like, like I said I wonder if he remembers it I'll have to find out one day I haven't they haven't come through here in the Tampa area in quite a while so I would. I'll have to, uh, I hope they do again sometime, because I would like to see Twisted in concert again. Uh, I'll be honest, one of my best gathering memories is is also actually Twisted, um, because for one year, ICP did, like, this autograph tour, uh, and they had this big, like, fun house you had to walk through to get to before you got to them to get the autograph, and they would bring it to, like, record stores and stuff as a, as a big... Thing. And I don't even remember what album. I think this might have been like Jekyll Brothers. Um, yeah. So. I, 
recently watched a documentary about the Jekyll Brothers era, and they that, they talked about that. It was like the the, the fun house that was at record stores, and yeah, they were like so, ICP was at the end. So they 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 brought this thing to the gathering, and were doing autograph signings in it for ICP, for Twisted, for the like, which was both a good idea. Because it you know it's a cool thing to talk about, but also a horrible idea because then it makes the line take forever because they only want to let like two or three people into the fun house at a time to get through. Now, at a record store signing, you're you're you know you're not going to have that many people, but a gathering, you're going to have you know hundreds, if not you know close to a thousand people. They're going to want to get ICP and Twisted's autographs among others. Um, and at some point, they were trying to just cut the line off. And I remember this for twisted. They were trying to cut it off and Shelly and I had just gotten to the front of the line um, where we were going to get in next. And uh, the security guys are like, Nope, we're sorry guys. We're done. They got to get back to the hotel. You know, too bad. You'll have to try to catch them later. And obviously it was disappointing. Um, and you could hear some groans a little bit. Well, you see Jamie, uh, um, you know, monoxide and, and Madrox both kind of peek out real quick to see that there's still a line there. And this is like at late at night. This is probably close to midnight. Um, they look out and they see there's still a line there and they go, they looked at the security guards and went, no, keep it going. They're still waiting. And the security guards were like, guys, what are you talking about? We got to get, you know, we got to get moving. That's, you know, this isn't, you know, we, you've got to get back to the hotel. You need to rest. And Jamie and Paul both were like, no, there's a line here. They're waiting for us. Keep it moving. And they stay. I don't know how late they stayed, but they stayed until as the good to the last drop. They waited until the last people got through that line before they, before they left. They probably left at two in the morning. Um, but I always, I always remember that. And I always respect that, that they looked out and went, Nope, we're staying. So, so it is to, you know, and, and it is sad that, you know, obviously both of our biggest, two of our memories that we immediately bring up are for twisted. Um, that ICP and Twisted, obviously Twisted has left, created their own label, uh, Magic Magic Ninja Entertainment, um, and there seems to be a lot of beef about that. Now, I know you and me were talking a little bit before we started recording about them leaving and kind of the way the the fans have reacted to it. So tell, tell us a little bit about kind of what your thoughts are on, I guess, the, the beef between ICP and Twisted now and the two labels. Well, like, I'll, I'll go back to, like, when I got out of them at, like, the end of 2003, and I mean, at that time, in the 2003, I was in the middle of my junior year of high school, so, like, and I just started, like, a, like a vocational school, so it was, like, I kind of had a fresh start, so, like, I got out of them, and no matter what, like, even if, like, I wasn't, like, considering myself a juggalo, I wasn't wearing, you know, the merch or a hatchet, man, and there was always still, like, a little bit of love and fondness for, like, at least a lot of the stuff that I, I grew up with, like, Great Malenko, one of my favorite albums, I, like, I'd always even pop that in from time to time and listen to it from beginning to end, because I think it's really good, um, The Green Book, which was the last album that I, uh, bought as a juggalo, because it, was, it came out right before that gathering that I went to, like, I, I love that album, there's many other, other albums, too, I just mentioned one from each that, I, that means something to me, and, so, like I said, I, I kind of keep tabs, and, like, one album that I really remember hearing about, and it was because of my love for another artist, is uh, Twisted's Independence Day album, mm -hmm. uh, which had the, what is supposed to be the last, 
song ever recorded by the late Proof from D12, which right. I, I was a huge fan of Proof. Like, I actually have some, like, I have one of his records on my wall that's uh, hard to find, like, it's actual vinyl record. And, like, I, I bought that album. There's a couple songs off that album that I really, really like. But still, like I said, keeping a little bit of tabs, hearing about stuff, hearing about the, the shift. I remember hearing that, like, Twisted left. And I was like, Dude, they left in like 2003 too for like a brief period of time and nobody remembers it. I think recently I joined some like uh, ICP or Juggalo groups and like some people have mentioned it. And I'm like, oh, good, thank God it's not me though. That actually remembers that brief period of time that they left. And like coming back to it last year, it's just like, man, I, I, I grew up loving. ICP, like I got a lot of great memories with them. Twisted, like I remember buying Most Tasteless for the first time, and uh, I love that album too. Love actually all four of the albums that came out while I was a juggalo of Twisted, like I loved. And I didn't understand, I still don't understand now because I'm older, like the whole picking signs thing. Right. Like, well, 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 Violent Chase this, and they did this. I'm like, all right, like coming out neutral. Violent J has always been a very like money oriented guy. Like, right. Let's let's face it. IDCP is a not as successful version of Kiss, but they took a lot of plays out of their playbook. And I'm not knocking them. That's just the truth. And Twisted, like they they still spoke to me like. I remember at first it's like, all right, yeah, they wear face paint. They're kind of like ICP, but like their music spoke to me differently. Like the first half of Freak Show is just so so good, especially like the first like couple tracks. Like We Don't Die, so good. So the way I've looked at it, like Twisted, ICP, none of them affect my wallet. So why am I why am I picking a sign? This is stupid. Who cares who said what? Like here's here's like the one of the things when it comes to a lot of business stuff, just like looking out from the outside. There's a lot of times where artists like or even like anybody where like they'll have issues, but then they come in back like, well, let's go to wrestling real quick. Fucking Ultimate Warrior in WWE. Who ever thought that we would ever see Ultimate Warrior on WWE television? Great, it was right before he died. Right. But also, also everything with Bret Hart. So it's just like, hey, they're having problems, but there's gonna come a time. I feel they're gonna bury the no pun intended hatchet, and like everything's gonna be fine. They might not like run back to the label, but there's gonna be some business stuff, and I think. I think it might have to do with Dark Lotus. Um, possibly. I mean, and I know that. Uh, I think I saw Twisted doing something with like as much of like Dark Lotus as they can put together. Uh, so I don't know what that was all about. I could have sworn I saw started reading something about that recently. Um, yeah, I agree though. Like I said, neither of these companies are paying me anything, so. You know, I don't know. If ICP comes out with an album that I want to pick up, I'll go pick it up. If Twisted comes out with music I want to hear, I'm going to go listen to it. Um, you know, who cares that for us, you know, for the fans, I guess it's like, who gives a crap that, you know, of what Jay may have said to, you know, Paul and Jamie? Who cares that one of the dudes from X Murder Boys may have, like, hooked up with violent Jay's brother's daughter. I mean, that's like the biggest, like, like bit of like fucking 
you know, as the world turns bullshit that I, that I think I've ever heard ever. Um, you know, the, the music is, is what it is. And unless like one of them comes out and says something like blatantly like racist or something like that, uh, where, where I don't have a choice, but to like react to it, I, I don't know why anybody cares. Um, but you know, Hey, that's, they can do, you know, what they want in this instance. And that's, and that's the way it'll be. So, um, I, I do hope that one day, cause you know, like I was even going looking back recently, cause actually on my, my time hop recently popped up a video that I had shared that was a, um, like the one time they did wizard of the hood, uh, as a, as a live concert performance. And I got to watch some of that and how much fun that was. And it's like, you know, the times like that were a lot of fun. I would love to, you know, be back to those moments, but I don't think we ever will. So, now, uh, do you, fun, mm-hmm. I was going to say, fun story about the Wizard of the Hood. Um, number one, the gathering that I went to was the gathering that it was released. And then this past um, October, obviously October 2018, they they decided to do like a Hallow Wicked tour, and that was the whole idea, like, oh, we're going to bring Hallow Wicked to you. Or granted, regular Hallow Wicked was going to be in Detroit, that's fine. But they were going to run like really, really close to me. Like, I was able to go to work that day, and it was like not even a mile off of my route going home. Nice. Like, within... It's, it's, it's like, actually... That's not even the venue's not even that far from where I live right now. So I decide, okay, I'm gonna go, and that's all. I kind of that's what introduced me back. Now, what the Wizard of the Hood has a significance is they had a VIP package, and I was like, all right, you know, I loved ICP growing up. I want to meet them. I want to get something signed by them. Like it's just kind of like going back to my childhood and saying, like, here, here's something that you wanted. And one of the things that was in that. VIP package was a DVD of that performance. Amazing. And like, that's kind of like a really cool thing that I have because it's, it's supposed to go And this is like, this is like one of their crazy marketing strategies where they do stuff like that. So they want you to come to the concerts and they're not going to release it, at least not for a while. Like they just recently did uh, another tour supposed to have one not that far from me but uh the venue as far as i understood canceled on them and uh one of its vip package like cool things was forgotten freshness volume six nice supposedly that's not going to be released physically again like you can get it digitally now right like on spotify and all that shit which is cool but you know that i mean like i said that goes one of the crazy marketing things but yeah the the wizard of the hood that's like I remember what's like throwing that on. Cause even that too, that was like in the middle of their beef, but they like agreed. Uh, I don't know all the terms. Cause it's just so much shit where it was like, well, if you guys do this and like, we can do this, like we'll give you, I think they got the rights to most tasteless. Maybe they got, or, or I think they've got the rights to most of their stuff based off of whatever the, like the split was. They ended up walking away with a bunch of their, their their music rights as, as far as i'm aware yeah. that like twisted owns the rights to basically everything they did at psychopathic um which is interesting that you know you know obviously and again now we're kind of falling into the trap of like how does this affect us at all but uh it, you know it's very interesting that you know icp would for whatever reason give up that fairly lucrative i would think 
um, chunk of change because they can, you know, obviously the, I, I would be surprised to think that some of the twisted music, the old music isn't still selling. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of go, oh yeah, I remember that album, you know, like, you know, like you said, Green Book is amazing. Uh, Wicked is a really great album. Um, yeah, Freak Show is like a Freak Show and Most Tasteless are like genius albums. Like even even now, like you said, Freak Show, I can still go back and, and listen to from beginning to end without without a problem. And I probably still know all the lyrics to it. Uh, and I can't think I've sat down and listened to it in a couple of years now. Um, but I could. I'm not against the idea of doing it. It's just. You know, usually I have my kids in my car, so uh, <laughs> playing playing uh, Most Tasteless, probably not the smartest of ideas. Actually, I remember once um, ICP had an album. I don't remember what album it came came with, but they had a, um, it, it, like we're talking about the things they do to kind of get you interested. They had a, a CD that came with it with one of the covers, because they all had different covers, but one of them uh-huh. came with a, an ICP list of cover songs. Um, and one of the ones that they did was a cover of uh, Hold Still from Yo Gabba Gabba. Uh, because Jay at the time had just had just had his son. And I think that like he used to watch Yo Gabba Gabba as a kid and they thought it would be fun to, to record that. So I used to play that for my my daughter. Uh, when she was little, because, you know, it's the only ICP song I could really play because it was based off of a Yo Gabba Gabba thing. Well, the song that proceeds that on that album is an ICP cover of Bitch Better Have My Money, um, which you had to usually, I tried to be smart about stopping the CD before it got to that. Uh, and I once it started playing and I was in traffic and I couldn't get to the CD player right away. So I'm like, whatever, she's little, it's not going to be that big of a deal until my, you know, then probably three-year-old daughter started singing along to bitch better have my money. Then I quickly figured out how to shut the CD player off in that whatever traffic I was in. Um, cause I definitely did not want that to be a song that she was going to learn. Um, not that it's a bad song, just not when I want my three-year-old singing. So yeah, I think that's the, the mighty death pop. And that's the other thing, too, yes. like it's crazy thing when it comes to ICP, is I think ICP is responsible for my collector's mentality. Possibly. Yeah, I can see that. If you, yeah, if you become a juggalo and you, you step into that culture, there's, it's, it's like I said, very much like Kiss. And like you mentioned the album part, which, holy shit. Like, you have... I think there's only a handful of like versions. Like I'm just gonna talk about like the, the original six. Like Carnival Carnage has a couple versions. Ringmaster has a couple versions. Mostly some of them are like the older before they got like huge signed. Right. I just recently found out like Riddlebox has a bunch of different versions. There's like um, there's actually like uh, one of them where the CD the colors of the green and the the pink or whatever you want to call that color like they're 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 flipped. There's one with like a bonus track that is more of a sampler for some other artists. Like there's so many, and then you get to Great Malenko, which what uh, four or five colors of each car. I mean, of each one version of from Hollywood and Island. Then you move on to Jekyll Brothers. Obviously, two phases of that, but then you have the slipcover version, the non-slipcover version. Mm-hmm. Um. Wraith of Shangri-La had two different DVDs. Yep. Same with Hell's Pit. Like, 
I mean, that's just with those albums. And right. then there was like all the other shit that came out. And like when I re- when I got back into them, like I only had a handful of shit left from my original run. And now I've like went back and like bought stuff. Another thing too, like it's really hard. So much of that shit's now out of print. Right. And it doesn't help. We're in a we're in an age where, you know, Best Buy doesn't sell music anymore. Right. Uh, and Fye has a very very small uh, music selection that you can buy. Even though you can never get their stuff there, Walmart doesn't have as much CDs as they use. Because this show is like every, like everybody's going digital. Yeah. So that's like having that physical like that goes back to the collector. I'm like I want I want the physical copy. Right. I want all the cool to come with it. Right. And man, like, they're so responsive. Like you just mentioned with like I said with. Uh, uh, with the Mighty Death Pop, like, and all, like, they've continued that tradition, like, all these other Joker's cards, and it's, it's fucking nuts. So, well, let me look at this year's, uh, gathering. Uh, here is who they, I'm gonna briefly run through some of the names that jump out at me. I'm not gonna go through everybody, because there's probably 40 different performers on here. Um, yeah. because it's, it's multiple nights, it's four nights, they do concerts every night. They have wrestling in the evenings um, on three of the nights. Um, there's just stuff going on all over the place all the time. So if you ever get to go to one and, and this is your type of scene, um, I recommend it. Uh, you know, give it a shot. Go go have a blast with it and just be crazy with it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it isn't something I could do every day. I'm sure I couldn't go do it now. Um, I actually figured out not that long ago because I turned 43 this year and ICP – came through to play uh, the local club that actually usually does um, Full Impact Pro and Shine Wrestling here. It's a place called the Orpheum in Ybor City in Tampa. And um, ICP played there a few years ago and kind of the same thing. You know, we hadn't been in a while. Let's give it a shot. Let You know, that could be fun. And I figured out I think I'm too old for the crowd now. <laughs> I think I'm just... I, it's not my, it's not my scene anymore. It's, you know, I, I'm just, I, so, I mean, but like I said, I love telling the stories about it when it was, you know, and again, you and me went, the, I think you and me were definitely there the same year. Cause I definitely, we definitely bought wizard of the hood at the gathering. So I know we had to, we were, we were there somewhere at the same time. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but this year, um, some of the interesting ones insane clown posse, of course, uh, bone thugs and harmony, um, I'm very interested. Ghetto Boys is listed. I don't. I doubt that's going to happen anymore since the of the passing of Bushwick Bill. Um, but maybe yeah, that's the that was announced before his passing. And right. It was kind of like question, like among fans, it's like uh, I was like, is Bushwick going to be able to make it? And they're like, oh, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Then he dies. It's like, oh no. well, what's going to happen now? Right. Um. Uh, uh, Ghost Main, uh, Gilbert Gottfried, I find hysterical, is like listed up in the top here, but obviously, big name comedian. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play the main stage or if, but like, if they have a side comedy stage. Um, but side comedy stage. Like, they, I think the past, like, so many years, too, they've added, like, I mean, so many, it might be good, five, six years, they've added, yeah. like, a lot of comedy stuff. And, like, it's uh, the, one of the dudes from uh, Trailer Park Boys. I'm not a fan of the show, but I know, like, that's, like, one of the big things of their like little comedy tent or comedy area. Yeah. And, and I know they've done it in the past because I know that's where I got to see, uh, now the late Charlie Murphy, uh, do stand up. Uh, was that a gathering of the juggalos? Um, one year that I went, 
Um, and I remember that being a lot of fun. And that was at a side stage. Um, Guar is playing. Uh, like we mentioned, KRS-One is playing. Uh, Max Sabbath, uh, who's probably one of my new favorite like gimmick bands out there right now. Do you know anything about Max Sabbath? Yes, I've seen a couple like videos on them like talking about the gathering that like, whole uh metal band in form of McDonald characters. Yes, that is the the McDonald's Black Sabbath uh mix uh band. I highly recommend if you get a chance to look them up. Uh they actually just had a video fairly recently where um Ozzy Osbourne got to see them for the first time. Um, and they didn't tell Ozzy what they were going to go see. They just brought Ozzy in and then dropped the curtain to have Max Sabbath playing. Um, and Ozzy loved it. I think that's hysterical. Um, one of the bands that I would, I am super jealous that I'm not going this year. And I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Morris Day and the motherfucking time is playing the gathering of the juggalos. And that blows my brains. I just, I don't know what to think about that, but I would love to see Morris Day in the time. Um, Supervillains back together, Tech Nine playing. If you've never seen Tech Nine in concert, um, I, I'm assuming, uh, uh, Heavy said, I'm assuming you've seen Tech in concert before. Uh, if he wasn't at the gathering that I was at, then I, I know oh, I haven't. Then I, then I will give you this recommendation. If Tech comes to town, go buy tickets yesterday. Uh, Tech puts on one of the best live shows I think I have ever seen and i've uh, i mean and i'm talking up there with like uh, the best concert i've still ever seen to this day is prince during the musicology tour um okay. but tech nine is way up there for an entertaining exciting fun concert to go see um absolutely a blast to see and i've seen him probably six or seven times now um who else here? ABK is playing. CNC Music Factory is playing. Who knew that was still a thing? Um, Cybertronic Spree, which is the uh, uh, like Transformers band. I don't know if you've gotten to see them at all. Uh, who else? Kung Fu Vampires playing, who's also really good. Um, a lot of these other now, but see now we're getting, now I do know they are starting to list some of the wrestlers in here as well. So this is where I find yeah. this interesting. Uh, Rude Boy, Sabu, The Sandman, Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer, um, Willie Mack, um, all going to be wrestling at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, I do know that they are doing one night where they're doing a women's show, which I believe they're calling the, the Wonder Women of the Gathering. They're doing one called the Superheroes of the Gathering. And then they're doing uh, Supermania, which is their big... Um, yearly event it used to be called bloody mania but i guess because of this year they're changing the name um uh i haven't seen too many ma i haven't seen any matches announced which surprises me um because i was looking forward to breaking down the matches but uh it doesn't doesn't the look only, like we get the option this year the only match that i know of is rude boy versus violent J in a double retirement match okay well there you go so and I, I feel like doesn't Violent J have to go over in his own company? I mean, that's like he owns the entirety of like everything that is involved with this. So, but I, I have a weird feeling. I was just thinking about this that I, what I think is going to happen is uh, you're going to get this turned into a, like some sort of tag team match where they're tagging together against two people, and maybe because if they're both going to retire, they're both going to go out. Uh, I guess whatever team that is. Interesting. I think 
The only one that would make sense to me, just because I do, I think they're booked to be there, uh, the Ring Riders. Okay. Because, like, those are, like, fairly, you know, big names in wrestling right now. Right. So that would, that would be kind of cool to see, like, that match happen, because that would be, like, a main event level. But that's me kind of, like, thinking from a wrestling point of view. Thinking from a Violent J point of view, I don't fucking know. Right. Because would he be the one that, dude, like, ah, it's my last match, I'm going to win. Right. At my my event that celebrates my group and, like, I don't know. As long as they bring the magic blunt back, that was always one thing I remember from one year of the gathering was the the magic blunt that they that him and Shaggy were hitting during a match to hulk up like it like it was uh you know Popeye eating spinach. It was hysterical. So yeah, but well, uh, heavy set. Let's let's trade a little bit. Well, here, first off, do you have any other gathering? Let me before we trade off to another topic. Do you have any other gathering stories that? Uh, that you that you'd like to that you'd like to share that the uh, the statue of limitations is no longer viable for. <laughs> I think the only other thing that I really remember is actually two things. One I'll get into is kind of semi longer. It's kind of a it was started off by fucked up weekend and like looking back and as an adult actually I think it's like oh my god that's so weird. But the, the shorter story of something is I technically auditioned for Big Money Rustlers at the gathering. Nice. That was a year that they were having this, you know, big thing of all uh, like all these people get the audition. I don't even know who won. And I don't even know what part they played because, in typical ICP fashion, like big money wrestlers took years to freaking come out. Right. So I don't even. It's like maybe I'm kind of happy I didn't win, but <laughs> this is like the mentality I was like as a juggalo. Like at the time, I was dating like a, a juggalette. She's like the only like juggalette I ever dated. And, um, what we just, what I decided to do, cause I want to go to the gathering. I ended up buying tickets online. I want to say I bought it, bought them on fagolovers.net, like on a message board. A dude from Florida had an extra ticket and he, uh, ended up selling it to me. Well, what I ended up having to do, I didn't think I had to do it, but it just made sense. I had to go pick him up at the airport. Fucking a stranger. I've never met, picked him up at the airport drove him around a little bit. I was trying to like find a place for him to crash that he didn't have to pay for. So he didn't have to go to a hotel, but ended up having to get a hotel. And, Oh, Oh, even before all that, uh, that day I locked my keys in my car before I went to go pick him up. And I was so like freaking out, like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I kicked in the driver's side window. Jesus. <laughs> Without even thinking, like, oh, like I could like find a way to get the keys and all this stuff. It was just more like a panic, and uh, that was like what I did. Like, I think before the actual first day of the gathering, I had to get that that window replaced. And like looking back, like I said, just meeting a random dude online on a message board, picking him up, handing him money, and then like driving him around. Like, I don't know. To me, that just that sounds kind of weird. Especially, like, I had no idea what he looked like. I mean, now with, like, Facebook and all that stuff, like, I could get to know the person a little bit, but I knew nothing through a message board. Right. See, now that would be called Uber. So you could have gotten paid for that nowadays. So, yeah, that's, that would be Uber. So, 
Uh, well, uh, having said, here's here's how I'm going to kind of segue this uh, a little bit. Normally, uh, at the end of the show, we do a, a little segment that one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call Get Your Shit In. I'm going to do it now so that uh, we can uh, – everybody tell everybody about Wrestling Cheers, where they can hear you and things like that. And then I want to talk about, obviously, because you're, the main crux of your show is um, – that wrestling in that Ohio area, especially obviously uh, one AIW, uh, and they have a pretty big show coming up. So we'll, uh, why don't you tell everybody about where they can hear your podcast at so we can get that. And then let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming uh, Absolution show. Uh, the whole thing behind Wrestling Cheers is we talk about uh, independent wrestling in the Northeast Ohio uh, scene, independent scene. And basically, AIW is the main one. In fact, I think the next, like, six episodes are going to have to do with AIW shows, either previews and reviews. So that's, like, a high crux. Like, if you want to know what's going on in AIW, you know, we're going to talk about the show before and afterwards. And we're a really easy podcast to find. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and our home, Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. We can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, very easy. Uh, just whatever the website is, slash Wrestling Cheers. So it's Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. We do have a merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. And if you want to email us, uh, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. I try to keep it all very simple. Most of our shows on average are about an hour, hour and a half. I try to keep it around that. We do have a couple interviews and conversations that do go past effort, but I try to keep it rare. Yeah, if you want to know what's going on, AIW, that's like one of the big, like, that's our crutch. So, well, very nice. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, what is coming up uh, very soon here on uh, the Absolution Show. Because Absolution is pretty much probably, I would say, would you call that the kind of the WrestleMania for AIW? Oh, there's no kind of. It is. So. It is, like, the, the show of the year. There's been many great moments throughout the years uh, at Absolution 1. One that I always mention to people is the main event of Absolution 10, which was a, I believe, a 10-man tag match, and it was considered like the most expensive match in AIW history. It was basically Team AIW versus Dudes on TV. This is Dudes who are all on TV. So at that time, it was DJZ, Ray Rowe, EC3, Samoa Joe, and... I'm missing somebody. So Why do we want to say it was, wasn't it Gargano? No, no, no. no. Twenty Matt Cross. Gargano was Team AIW, and that was um, Gargano, um, J Pro, a wrestler who no longer wrestles. I'm just not going to mention his name. <laughs> it's just better. It doesn't matter. And the, oh yeah, the Young Bucks were on that 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 team too. So oh yeah, so. Great, great match. So, yeah, there's always, like, a lot of cool things that go on, and it is definitely the, you know, the show that's built through, throughout the year. So, Absolution uh, 14, which, granted, it's next Friday, August 2nd, but it is available on Fight TV for only, like, like twelve ninety nine. So, if you're not in the area, like, it's, it's going to be so easy to watch. That's one thing, like, I was talking with some people on our show this week about how... AIW has evolved and like high pay-per-views have evolved. The last time they did an high pay-per-view was like Absolution, I believe it was eight. And it was horrible. Like there was a lot of connection problems and all this. And now we're to a point where a lot of shows 
can do high pay-per-view, whether it's through Fight TV or independentwrestling.tv. And like also like that, this particular weekend, not on Fight, but on independentwrestling.tv, you got everything going on. Uh, I call the Nashville scene, you know, Southern Underground Pros on Sunday, uh, SCI, Crux. I think there might be another show. I can't remember, but still, like... All, like all these shows about five years ago, you wouldn't be able to find. You'd have to go to these shows, and now you can turn on Fight TV, you can turn on IWTV, and watch them. So it's it's so fucking awesome. And like as of right now, AEW only has at least five matches announced. Uh, I think between now and next week, everything is going to be announced. But we have Filthy Tom Lawler versus Eddie Kingston for the AIW Absolute title. That's going to be the main event. And this is actually like a rematch from, I believe, about two years ago. Um, They're going to fucking hit hard. Eddie says he's not retiring until he becomes the Absolute champ. But, you know, Filthy Tom Lawler has been like... Uh, added son to Cleveland and uh, he's embraced you know us unlike another mixed martial arts wrestler for a brief period of time we also have uh, to infinity and beyond Cheech and Colin Delaney versus the Philly Marino experience if you've never seen Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglia they are the most instantly liked wrestlers I have ever seen I've watched them debut in new territories and people just fall in love with them instantly they're fun and you know they've been trying to you know become tag champions for about six seven months and like every time they, they get on the doorstep they get screwed over one way by uh to infinity beyond so that's going to be a real interesting one um two matches announced recently which these are going to be great MJF versus big twan tucker big twan tucker who was recently on uh wwe nxt and MJF, obviously, you know, salt of the earth and everything that's been going on with him. Like, if you don't know who MJF is you've, and you're on the Internet, independent wrestling, you've kind of been living under a rock. Yeah, and, and, then, and quite honestly, if you don't know who MJF is now, give it about a year. You will, because he's going to end up being, like I said, with, with AIW, with, uh, pardon me, with um, uh, All Elite Wrestling, AEW, I think becoming what I what I think it might become. Uh, he's MJF is going to be your household a, a household name, and probably one of the most hated people in wrestling in a, in a few years, in about a year or so tops. Um, and there's it's no there's no stopping him right now. I don't think. My first literal introduction to MJF was when I was doing an interview with Ethan Page at a show in Dayton, Ohio, and it was like inside the venue, and MJF literally comes over and crashes it on his own dime and just talk so much shit. It was, I noticed this quick wit really, really quick. And I was like, this guy's, this guy has it. And then it was like a short time after that, he debuted in AIW and dude, it's like sky's the limit with him. That's like the only thing. And he said before all AEW was a thing that he was going to be in WWE in a few years. Now we're, we're to the point where, like he just signed that contract or contract extension, whatever exactly it was, but he's going to be in AEW for a while. And like, he's going to be like one of those like newer faces they build up. And it's yeah. going to be so awesome. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And the, the, the ultimate feud that, that is going to happen when between him and Cody at some point, um, it, like I said, he's going to, he's going to be a superstar. There's no, there's no two ways around it. So, and the funniest yeah. part is, we'll tag him in this to, to let him know that we said this, and he's not going to give a shit we said any of this. So, oh, fuck. so. 
also, like we're speaking of AEW, there's other uh, another AEW name. And this could be very well like these guys last time in AIW, but uh, the bad boy Joey Janela going up against Hornswoggle. And if, if you get a chance, uh, the promo was released 24 hours ago from this recording, and it's Hornswoggle dressed up like NJF and acting like NJF, and then he has his son act like Enzo. And, like, oh, God. They're all, like, they're doing all this shit and, like, trying to make um, Joey Janela look bad, but then uh, it, it cuts, and then, like, it just... Hornswoggle was talking straight to the camera and, like, just talked a little bit, like, just acknowledging that he was poking fun at Joey Janela. So that's, that's going to be a great match. And um, There's probably other matches that have been announced, but I forget. Uh, I'll get reminded of them tomorrow. Of but course. There, there's, there's so much with, like, with AW and, like, the absolution is is so great. Like I said, Fight TV is going to be a great place. They don't even pay me for this advertisement. Uh, I pay them for me to whatever. Not even really to advertise, just to be a fan. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, Fight TV is where where to check that out. And if not, you know, wrestling cheers. We're we're here for your previews, reviews. We do live tweets during every AIW show. I do a handful of other shows, but AIW is like. It's a constant because I know a lot of people can't go to these shows even before they were on Fight TV, so they would follow the Twitter feed. And the people been, there's people that have been doing that for years. Very nice. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. One day I'm going to end up uh, having to try to make the trip up to catch it okay. to catch an AIW show in person, and vice versa. Okay. You're going to have to come down here so I can uh, give you the the wrestling tour of Florida, especially if we can get you down here for a uh, a Punk Pro show so you can experience that in person. Uh, that'll be well, the tr- that'll be the trade we'll have to make. So, I do know the, the plan is uh, I'm doing a Disney trip, uh, Halloween week, 2021. I'm doing it this far out so I can make sure shit's paid for. Nice. Just, I can have an easy like week. I feel the biggest thing is my girlfriend wants to do the uh, a lot of the Nightmare Before Christmas shit. And wants to be the the big. Uh, Halloween party, so that's stuff we're going to make sure we attend. And like, like I said, we'll be there a week, so there's going to be plenty of time. Excellent. Well, hopefully, hopefully, I'll have to make sure uh, if if Punk Pro is still a thing in 2021, if uh, Zach and Luna haven't completely like driven themselves crazy booking putting that together, uh, we will definitely uh, we'll definitely make you a special guest of the Wrestling Nerds at Radio Network. Uh, well. Uh, heavy set, thank you once again for uh, for joining us and uh, doing kind of a Juggalo episode. So hopefully, uh, if you're going to the gathering, uh, have a great time. Uh, be careful. Watch out for the for the police because you know they're watching out for you. Uh, whether they should be or not is a whole other story, but we won't get into that one right now. Um, and, uh, and for all the uh, dozens and dozens, whether you're a Juggalo or not, thank you for, uh, as always, listening to the IndyCast. Uh, until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen, and as we always like to say, deuces! Deuces! Whoop, whoop! Whoop, whoop. <laughs> this one goes out to all my juggalos and juggalettes. <laughs> Don't try this at home. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Hey, real quick, since we're not recording, since we're still recording here briefly, okay. do- does he, get, now I'll have to, we'll have to, like, Zach's gonna hate me because he's like, hold it, you did the outro, what are you doing? Um... Does does fucking superhuman show up to the gathering this year? I want him to. I, I want him to take bookings, but supposedly he's not. But if ICP is smart enough, a psychopathic is smart enough, you're going to reach out to this dude. And I think if, like, he might not take bookings from, like, AIW or Punk Pro or something like that, but if 
psychopathic reaches out to him and says, hey, we'd like to have you. We'd like to have you in Supermania. Right. Like, we'll pay for everything. Come and, like, we'll pay you for... I, like, if I was him, I'd be like, oh, like, that's, that's, like, the only deal I would take. I mean, granted, I would do the other stuff, but if anything, that's got to be it. Right. I'm surprised he's not taking bookings. How can he not take... Like, he could be making, like, some dumb side money just by showing up to, like... Some of these independent companies. I'm gonna to have to reach out to him again. But anyway, so anyway, yes. Yeah, so since I did the, since they did his outro, sorry, Superhuman, don't sue me for for copyright infringement. But uh, but this is what what I will say. If you do uh, actually, Superhuman, I'll trade you since I did steal yours. If you want to end uh, after doing a jump and you throw deuces out there, you're more than welcome to. Um, so, so anyway, uh, dozens and dozens. Once again, uh, I'll do the outro again. Thank you for uh, for listening. Until next time, everybody. Deuces. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners good. professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.